0: Joel Hansel.
1: I'm Katie Karpinski.
0: And this is CC Airwaves. Katie, one of my favorite days of the year is Fast Approaching. And that day is Ash Wednesday.
1: That's your favorite day. My
0: favorite day of the year. It's my favorite day of the year because it's the only time in the liturgical year that you hear from the book of Joel.
1: <laughs> I was waiting because I hate. <laughs> Wednesday. I really do. But that makes sense. It's your book.
0: Oh, I just yeah. remember. I just remember in grade school, walking over to church every Ash Wednesday and somebody, usually a student, going up for the first reading and the sentence, a reading from the book of Joel. And about 300 heads would turn around and look at me. Because <laughs> it was the only time of the year you heard my name in church. It, it was, I, I just remember that. It's like, a, a very unique name, and you don't hear there are not a lot of Joels in the world, mm-hmm. honestly. So, um,
1: that's amazing, right? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it makes up for all the fasting and you know, oh, penance, right. and yeah, right.
0: Ash Wednesday obviously is the start of the Lenten season, and um, obviously, that's that mirrors Jesus's um journey throughout his 40 days in the desert. Mm -hmm. And over the past several episodes of our podcast, we've learned that the grief process is a journey. And I'm curious as to how the Lenten journey uh, has some parallels with the grief journey.
1: Mm -hmm. And we have Rhonda, our bereavement coordinator here to discuss some of those parallels. So Rhonda, welcome back. Thank you.
2: Glad glad to be here. Mm
1: So like Joel said, I think um, when you really sit down and think about it, there are a lot of similarities between Jesus's walk through the desert and the temptations and trials he faced um, that we can compare to our own grief journeys here on earth.
2: Right. So- There's a great harmony, um, unfortunately, between the grief that we're in mm-hmm. and the season of Lent, you know, where we go inward to seek who we are mm-hmm. and why we are. Mm-hmm.
1: So do you want to go through, walk us through some of those parallels and how we can maybe use those to travel through a healthier grief journey this Lent
2: season? Yes. Yes. Um, let's talk again about the uh, 40 days um, leading up to Easter, the great celebration. Um, during these 40 days of Lent, um, the goal is for people to seek their inner selves, to seek a place of um where they can get a closer relationship to God, um, to put on sackcloth, to walk in the valley. Well, for a grieving person, they're already there. Mm-hmm. They're in that place in the valley. They're already in their sackcloth. They are feeling the depths of the grief. So in essence, they're already having an advantage over other people who are not grieving because they live that life every day. Mm-hmm. They're feeling that um, loss, that um that sense of darkness. So one of the things about the 40 days is that it gives you a hope, something to look forward to. The journey of grief starts out in a dark place, but if your vision is Christ-centered, then you're looking toward a light. You're looking toward a hope. And that's what Easter is. And it's kind of like a dichotomy of life because you're looking towards a light in your life to walk towards. So as a grieving person, um, the 40 days of Lent, you're already walking through it every day, but it gives you something to um, strive for. It's like a vision board towards um, Easter. Or a new dawn. Right. Mm-hmm. The new life. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, there's a couple things that um, are earmarked as parallels uh, between grief and Lent. And one of the first things is a movement from darkness to light. A person who has lost someone has felt that darkness, the darkness of loss, the darkness of grief. You're looking towards the light of the hope of being with that loved one again, but in a shorter sense, you're looking for the light of finding your way Mm -hmm. to your purpose, um, your new normal. So you're looking toward um, the light of Jesus showing you where you should be with your loved one who has gone before you. So there's also. A sense of moving from loss to gain. When you um, have to say farewell to a loved one, that loss is with you every day. And it's hard to even imagine something that's gainful from that. During the season of Lent, it's a time to draw closer to God and ask those hard questions God, help me to find the benefit in this loss. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the loss of a loved one. So God sees the preciousness in the loss of that life. So our goal is to try to find that that gold mine in the loss of our loved one as well. There's also movement from fear to trust. When we are stricken with a, a loss of a loved one, there's fear as to what are we going to do now? How do I live my life? What do I do without that loved one with me? So there's a fear as far as the future is concerned. But the season of Lent teaches us to look towards our trust, our faith, to draw back on the faith that we have as our foundation and look towards the Lord leading us to the next step, the next day, the next Mm -hmm. sign of hope. So we're moving from a state of fear And we're looking hopefully toward a place of trust and of love that God is going to bring us through this to a place where there's light and there's peace and there's hope and there's purpose for us, too. Mm
0: -hmm. I think that's illustrated very well with Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, where he's got a lot of anxiety and fear for about what's about to happen. And eventually he does come to a place where he puts trust in the Father.
2: Exactly Right. And Jesus in his humanity shows us that it's normal to feel that fear. Mm -hmm. So it's not a bad thing. It's our humanness. It's who we are. So once you recognize that fear is there, you can take that to another step and say, okay, Lord, help me get to the place of trust, Mm -hmm. the place of hope for the future.
1: Or a similar parallel where you were saying Lent can be a time to reestablish your purpose and why you're here and feel like Jesus went to the desert and came out knowing, okay, now I can start my father's work. That was kind of the launching ground. And it took those days of reflection and, you know, temptation and trial to really understand what his father wanted him to do for us here on Earth. So drawing those parallels too I think yeah sometimes right. it's necessary to go through some suffering to really understand what God wants for you
2: right yeah change is something that is never easy mm-hmm. and the part of the change that's the hardest is the pain of mm-hmm. going through one state and finding another transformative state to something that's better and trusting that the state you're going to end up is better than where you started mm-hmm. that's the hard part but it's also trust and faith yeah. We're also moving from a state of sorrow to a state of joy in our Lenten journey. We start with um, Jesus in the desert. Great sorrow um, because Jesus knew where his journey was going to go. But he still went to the desert in order to have some time to himself and to think about his purpose. And that's what we do as grievers. We have to draw back and stop to think, what is our purpose now? What is God having us to do now? So we kind of look to Jesus as our model and say, we're moving from this state of deep sorrow, and we're going to ask God to bring us to the next step, and then to the next step, knowing that each step is going to be painful, just like Jesus on the road to uh, Calvary, knowing that the end result is going to bring us to a greater sense of joy and hope. Mm-hmm. So we walk through those those seasons during our Lenten journey. But as a grieving person, those 40 days are are, our daily lives, actually. Mm -hmm. And we just look for the hope and the love. Mm -hmm. So, Rhonda, as
1: you're talking, I'm also thinking about Mary. When you say from sorrow to joy in the journey of Lent, and Mary, who is someone fully human, that I think a lot of people grieving or otherwise look to as an example of how to handle um, what God places in our lives. And I'm thinking, you know, the sorrow she experienced. Um, When Jesus was being persecuted and crucified, but then the joy she felt, you know, seeing him resurrected with, you know, with the apostles and Mary Magdalene at the tomb. And um, do you think there's any value that those who are grieving can find in
2: Mary's story and her perspective and Lent and Jesus's life? Yeah, Mary is a perfect example of being in a state of grace, Mm -hmm. a grace that will lead us from our deepest sorrow. Mm -hmm. And there's no pain greater than a mother knowing that her child is in pain and they can't do anything about it, Mm -hmm. finding a place of faith, knowing that God created the situation for good, Mary is our ultimate example of that. During the season of Lent, we're called to pray, fast, and give alms. And the middle one um, for praying is something that Mary can help us with. Mm -hmm. She's given us the example of her rosary um, to lead us to a place where praying can give us her grace, the grace, she was full of grace. And we pray that Mary um, can help lift us up out of our grief and bring us to a state where she was having great faith and we could have faith that the end of the trial that we're going through is going to bring about a greater good. Mm-hmm. And God will walk with us each step of that journey. Mm-hmm. So Mary is an excellent role model. and the the rosary, just praying that she will pray for us. Mm -hmm. We pray with her. So that that's an excellent point. Yeah. Well, Rhonda, you've brought up a lot of really good
1: points. And I think um, not to make the situation, you know, lighter than it is, but it sounds like we just need to trust the process in a way, Trust the process of Lent, trust how it can help us and transform us along our grief journey. Trust, you know, those who have come before us, like Mary, um, as, you know, a human, fully human example, Um, Of what that might look like. So, um, do you have anything else that people should
2: maybe pray upon or consider when entering the season of Lent? Yes, there is a Lenten reflection that I have that's written by a grief minister from Davenport. Um, It's called Lent for the Grief Stricken Soul. It's a reflection that he has from the depths of sorrow. It's a very honest depiction of what it feels like to be a griever during Lent. So I'd like to just read it and um, reflect upon it during the season of Lent to see that it validates your own grief and that it might help you to find the the light, the faith, the love to get you through to the next step. Mm -hmm. During Lent, we fast. In my grief, my appetite is gone. During Lent, we get reminders from whence we came and where we'll return. In my grief, this is all I think about. During Lent, we atone for our sins. In my grief, my focus is trying to understand God's will. During Lent, we forfeit luxuries to experience suffering. In my grief, I have constant suffering. Lent is a special time to prepare ourselves. So how does someone who is grieving a loss, someone who is emotionally vulnerable, someone who is questioning God, put mind and heart into the Lenten season? By allowing the Holy Spirit to touch our lives, our very souls, we will be guided down the right path. We must pray to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit daily. We must ask for intercession of our blessed mother and saints. Grief is our burden, and Jesus was faced with his burdens. He did not face them alone, and neither should we. Jesus looked to his Father for guidance and comfort, and so must we. This Lenten season. Be thankful for the sacrifices Jesus made for us. Let God ease our burdens. Let us pray. Amen. Amen.
1: That's very powerful. And I think a lot of people will be able to reflect on that and find some you know, good from it. So um, if anyone wants to have a hard copy of that poem or, you know, view it again, I guess it's more of a prayer really than a poem, maybe a little bit of both. Um, You can find that on our bereavement page on our website. So our website is www.clecem.org. So that um, prayer will be available throughout the duration of Lent for anyone who wants to reflect upon it more. For now, I'd like to thank everyone for listening today. Um, As always, if you have any topics you'd like us to cover moving forward, you can send those to podcast at CLECEM.org, and we will definitely address those, whether they're bereavement-oriented or um, any questions about Catholic burial traditions or cemeteries, um, we're always happy to answer those. Rhonda thank you as always for being here today and um, also for anyone listening make sure you keep up with us um, on social media because we have bereavement blogs that go out every month and other support group materials and information that you might find valuable
0: join us next time as we explore the topic of cremation and the catholic church until then take care everyone